This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. What a mighty God we serve. Yet we live in a world filled with uncertainty, confusion, doubt, and disappointment. Sadly, too many of God's children believe their hopes, dreams, and ambitions are more impossible than they are possible. Too many have simply compromised and given up on God's promise that, with God, all things are possible. In each of these four amazing days of truly anointed Bible study, Pastor Ray reveals another godly truth that will flip on the switch of the faith in each listener's lives, stirring up a dream and flip off that switch of doubt, unbelief, and failure. Be encouraged by Pastor's advice today to simply start where you are, use what you have, do as much as you can, and let God do the rest. Now, here's today's unique answer for doing the impossible in your life. Because with God, the impossible is always possible. Many of us here may be faced with an impossible situation or something that's seemingly impossible. Something that seems like insurmountable or that we would never be able to overcome it or break through it or get, get through it. Um, or get to a better place or acquire something that we're trying to acquire Uh, Maybe build a business, maybe buy a house, maybe, you know, do some other thing in our life. And we look at it like it's an impossible situation. Well, I'm here to tell you that the Word of God teaches this principle that the impossible will become possible for you when you do the possible. In other words, you do what's possible, what you can do, and God will then do what He does. And He will do what you can't do. So the impossible becomes possible only when I initiate the process by doing what I can do on my side. See, often what happens is that people get very, very frustrated when they dream and believe God and trying to, you know, get to a better place and trying to acquire things and broaden their lives and so on and so forth. They get very frustrated because what happens is that it looks like an impossibility. Like, how am I ever going to get there? How is that ever going to happen? And we start doubting ourselves and we doubt the very things that we know God has put in our heart to accomplish and to achieve in our lives. And what happens is that we get so doubtful about it that most of the time we we remain inactive and we don't do anything. Because we're, see, a lot of us are waiting for God to do something. Did you hear what I said? A lot of us are waiting for God to do something. But really, technically, folks, God is waiting for you to do something. And, and, And if you'll act first, God will then act and do the things that you can't do. You do your part and God then will do His part. But until you act, God's not going to do anything. That's called faith. Faith must, must go out first before you'll get a response back from God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Everyone who comes to Him must know that He exists and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. 
I think back to the days when this church first began many, many years ago, almost 30 years ago. And I remember we started, I had a, I had a big vision in my heart. I had, I saw, I, you know, I saw what we, what we have today. I saw 30 years ago, but let me tell you what, one of the most difficult things that you have to be careful about in your life is that sometimes you've got something big going on on the inside of you, but everything around you is shouting small. And I can remember when I first started, we started this church with 12 people and most of them were my family and good friends. And we started in the back room of the Masonic temple, a dirty, stinky, smelly old room. I used to have to go in there in the, in the morning of, uh, before the, we had our little Bible study and I'd have to clean it and Lysol and mop it and, and dust it down and throw uh, sheets and, and, and um, uh, tablecloths over the, the ugly, there was a refrigerator and a big ugly stove and I tried to drape everything up to try to make it look pretty so people wouldn't be distracted. I wanted them to listen to me, not look at the dirty stove and the, and the ugly refrigerator while I was teaching. And, and I cleaned it and, 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 I, and I was in that place and, and I'd be preaching and flies would, because we had no air conditioners, we had to open the window, no, no screens on the windows. Flies and, and, and moths would just come flying in and flutter right across my face while I'm preaching and teaching. Mosquitoes buzzing through by my ear while I'm teaching and preaching. And, and I have this, this big vision in my heart, but I'm in a really small place. Well, thank God that I learned this principle that if you will work what God has given you and stay with it and work 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 it. What seems to be impossible will one day become a possibility. I can remember, I can remember preparing all week long a message to bring to the people. And I, I have this message burning in my heart and I'd get to church and there'd be 25 people and I would think to myself, dear God, you know, what I have inside, inside is so much bigger than everything that's around me. Everything that's looking at me is saying small. Everything that, that I, that, that, that's, that's here is small, but there's something really big on the inside. And I can remember feeling so like this is, this is impossible. How is this ever going to happen? And I would question God, how is this ever going to happen? But I kept coming back to this principle that the impossible becomes possible when you do the possible. All you need to do is to work what God has given you in your hand. Stop, stop lamenting over what you don't have. Stop looking at what everybody else has. Look to yourselves. Look to your gift. Look to your anointing. Look to the resources that God has put into your hand, use those resources to the best of your ability and just keep working it, working it. So going back to those days, I just kept working it and working it and working it and honoring God. And I'd step out and preach to a, a few people, but, but I just get back and just get back to working it and working it and working it, knowing that the impossible, it looked like an impossibility that we would ever have a big church. It looked like an impossibility that we'd ever have our own building. I mean, back in those days, thinking about a building like this, in multi-millions of dollars, would, it was an impossible situation. But all I did was keep working, working what God has given me. In, and little by little by little, it begins to grow. It begins to abound. It begins to, to build and mushroom into what you see today. But this would never be, this would never have happened if you don't work it. And, you know, being a small person, everything, you know, I, I had this, this, this challenge. Uh, I'm a small person, and, and when I started out in ministry, everything tried to talk me out of 
you know, uh, a ministry. You're, you're, you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You're not big enough. You're short. Everything is small. Even my size, every size I wear is small. Everything, everything about me is small. But yet there's something big on the inside. So when I, when I looked at a future in ministry, it was like, oh my God, this is never going to happen. This is, this is tough, man. This seems impossible. But the impossible becomes possible when you do the possible. You do the possible, God will do the impossible. You do what you can, and God will do what He does. When you start working with what you've got, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can do, and God will do the rest. God will blow that thing into something bigger and more awesome than anything you could have ever imagined. And you see, you've got to be around possibility thinkers. You've got to be around people that are not going to suck the life out of you and draw you down. Yeah, there are some things that, that maybe, you know, that, that are, are scary. There are some things that look like it's never going to happen. But with God, let's go back to our verse. With God, all things are possible. I said, with God, all things are possible. Even those things that are seemingly impossible become possible with God. Come on, somebody in this house. You got to learn something, folks. If people don't believe in you, if people don't share your vision, share your dream, share your destination... It doesn't matter because you and God are a majority. You and God will make it happen. If nobody goes with you, you by your act of faith and trust in God, because all things are possible with God. Doesn't mean that people are going to believe with you. People are going to think that you're going the right way or trust that that it's going to happen. It doesn't matter. All things are possible to those who believe. And if it takes only one person, that being me, I'm going to believe and see my way through to the end of this, to the victory and to the, to the prize that awaits me on the other side. He said, take the, take the bread, bring me the five little fish, I, I mean the five loaves and the two little fish. Just find me something. Find me something. So that's the problem with some folks is that they're so negatively programmed that they can't even see what they have in their hand. You got to thank God for what you have. You got to thank God for what He's put in your hand. See, back then in those days, I said, I may not have that big church, I may not have a big congregation, but God, I know you've given me an anointing. You've blessed my life. God, you've put, a, you put your hand upon my, my, my mouth. I know, God, that I hear from you. And when I speak, people listen. God, I may be in a small place and have a big vision on the inside, but I'm going to keep working what you gave me. I'm going to keep using what you gave me. I didn't have resources. We didn't have money. We didn't have a building. We didn't have anything. All I had was a call an anointing and a desire and a vision. But I worked with what I had until what I had was turned into something that you see today. Amen. 
Let me tell you what. Everything that God will do in your life is going to start out very, very small. God doesn't just blow things up for you like this. Because most of the time you wouldn't be able to handle it. You wouldn't be able to handle the blessing. And God doesn't want you to destroy yourself and everybody else in the process of... So it starts out small. But if you will honor God by being grateful for what He's given you. Stop looking at everybody else. There's always people going to have more than you. There's always going to be people that are in a better place than you or ahead of you. It doesn't matter where they are. You're going to mess up your own race if you just don't stop looking at those people and just look at yourself. And, and really, you start thumbing your nose at God and what He's done in your life by you looking at everybody else. You need to take stock. You need to stop and say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you for what I have. Thank you for where I am. Thank you with what you've empowered me with. And then you keep working it. You keep working it. Start where you are. Use what you have. Do what you can do. And God will do the rest. God will do the rest. Because the impossible will become possible when you do the possible. You do what you can do. And trust. Use your faith. Work your faith. Day by day, you will see God will turn nothing into something. Nothing into something. I can remember some years ago when I was back in that Assemblies of God church and I was asked to take the adult Bible study. And at the time, there was, I think, an average of 18 people showing up at the adult Bible study. And um, so I took the, took the, the, uh, the job, you know, the uh, responsibility of ministering, teaching the adult Bible study. And I was just revved up about it. And, and I, I told the people that first Sunday that I started, there was about 18 people in attendance. Chris and Angela were there, a small group. I said, this morning, it was in September. I said, this morning, before we get started, we're going we're gonna to put our faith and we're going to believe that by January 1, this class is going to grow to 60 people. And everybody, there was people that cheered. And, you know, said, okay, oh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna believe with you. All right. Well, right after the, the Bible study, this guy who was a friend of mine came to me and he said to me, are you crazy? 60 people. Charlie, Charlie Costa. He said, he's gone home to be with the Lord. He said, are you crazy? 60 people. He laughed at me. He said, ha, 60 people. We don't even get 60 people in the main service. I said, well, get ready because you're going to see 60 people in this Bible study. And uh, we started working it. Just working it. Working it every week. Preparing Bible studies. Back then it was tough because I was working a couple of jobs. One of my jobs on Saturday, I was working in a furniture store. I used to have to cart all of my books uh, to the furniture store. And, and it wasn't, back then you didn't have a tablet with all your books. <laughs> I actually had to get a shopping bag. And, and does anybody know what a concordance is? A Strong's concordance about this big? <laughs> right? I had, to, I had to carry that Strong's concordance along with a couple of Bible translations to the work to work and I'd spread it all out on my desk and I would just spend my time studying in between customers while I was trying to make some money to, to, to pay my bills. And, and, and then I'd get up Sunday morning and, and teach the class. So I'm working, I'm working it, working it, working it, working it, working with what God has given me. And we went, and we started to see an increase and some people were coming and we were starting to see people come. And then after a while, you know, by the time November, December came, we kind of just wasn't really thinking about it as much. And every Sunday we would confess that by January 1 we're going to have 60 people. But as we got later in, in, in that year, we, we, we stopped talking about it. And we, the holidays came. It got very, we got distracted with holidays. 
All of a sudden, the first Sunday in January, I get up and I just go to teaching. And I'm getting started. Chris waves his hand at me and he says, 60 people. (laughs) The first Sunday, right? 60 people. So I went and told my friend, I said, go stick that in your ear. I told him when he first laughed at me, I said, man, I don't, don't even come to Bible study because I'm looking for people to stand in faith. Because only those, you know, only those who, 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 who know that the impossible becomes possible when you do the possible, when you do something, then God will do his part and make what seems to be impossible a possibility. I need possibility thinkers around me. Often... You know, uh, I, I can remember years ago we were trying to start a, a parking lot ministry because we saw the church was growing and we, we knew coming into this building that eventually we were going to have parking lot problems, but it was as big as we could build it, as big as they would allow us to build it for the size of the church. So, so I can remember asking different people, you know, can help us put a parking lot ministry together? And everyone was like, oh, you know, we hardly have ushers and uh, I don't know how we're going to do this and we'll, we'll try. And they gave a couple of half-hearted attempts at building the the parking lot ministry. And I thought, dear God, I can't do this with people that don't have a vision. And I know it's, I know it seems impossible, but I also know that the impossible becomes possible if we do something, if we do what's possible, we do the possible and God will take care of the rest. Well, thank God there was a man by the name of Charlie, um, I'm sorry, um, uh, Greg Dusablone. Greg Dusablone was one of our deacons. He's with the Lord now, he passed on. But what an awesome man. He caught hold of that vision. And he came to me, right, some of you remember, remember Greg. He caught hold of that vision. And I didn't even say a word. He's out there. He's finding guys. He's recruiting guys. He want to be in the parking lot ministry. And they say no. He said, well, come on. You're going to be in the parking lot ministry anyway. And he just grabbed him and said, just stand there and do this. Don't worry about it. Just do it. You'll see. You're going to like it. You may not like it now, but you're going to like it. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of guy he was. He had an electric... Uh, personality, you know, electrified personality. He just drew people to him. And he worked with the guys and worked with the guys. One day he was out there restriping all by, he got his sons, he got his, his boys together and out there with a paintbrush restriping the parking lot. I'm thinking, dear God, this guy really, this guy really has a vision for the parking lot. Now, let me tell you what, there's no way that you park 250, co- I better be careful how I say this, 250 cars on a parking lot that only holds 150. Charlie Costa, I'm sorry, I see many Charlie. Greg Dusablone figured it out. And he came up with the idea, we'll valet the cars. We'll just double park them up and down the lane here. We'll put the keys on the wheels so if they need to get their car, their key will be there. And, and we'll help them shuffle the cars around. I thought, dear, I like this guy. Man, I was begging Jesus to keep him here longer, you know, because he was a man of faith. See, he, he understood the principle that the impossible becomes possible when you do the possible. He didn't have a shortage of helpers, workers, people that worked it. See now, now someone who doesn't think like this, well, it just can't be done. You know, well, let's try to skirt around. Let's try to find an easier way. I don't think so. Um, 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 you see, you, 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 you just remain frustrated because you don't want to do anything with what you got because you're maybe so yearning for more or, or hoping that it would be easy. And sometimes if, you, if you're going to express your faith, it's not going to be easy. You're going to have to work it. You're going to have to prove to God that you're serious about this. 
And let me tell you what, when you start working something, when you start doing something with your hands and you start moving towards a goal, towards a vision in, an, in a new direction and you're serious about it and you, go, and you work it just like Jesus worked the bread and the fish and he offered it up to God and he's just breaking it. And, 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 and as he's working it, all of a sudden the anointing of God comes upon what he's doing with that which he has in his hands and what he has in his hands that seem like a, a, a small provision to meet a big need becomes a huge huge provision that meets the need, not only meets the need, but there's 12 basketfuls left over. And you know why I believe there were 12 basketfuls left over? This is just my little twist on it. There were 12 disciples. He wanted to send them each home with a doggy bag as a reminder of what God will do when you in faith trust him and work what you have. Start where you are Use what you have. Do what you can do. God will do the rest. Say it with me. Start where you are. Use what you have. Do what you can. And God will do the rest. Come on, put your hands together this morning. The impossible will become possible to you when you do what is possible. The worst thing you can do as a believer is do nothing. The worst thing you can do is just sit there and look at your life in a negative way and decide that nothing's ever going to change. It could be your marriage, it could be your kids, it could be your family, it could be your finances, it could be your business. Start where you are. Work with what you have. Do what you can do. And see what God will do in your life. That's called faith. That's called faith. So, this morning I want you to flip the switch of faith on in your life. And maybe you need to stir up a dream that's died. A vision. A direction. Maybe there's something that you want to accomplish in your life but it seems insurmountable. It seems impossible. And it seems like the odds are against you. You are the one I'm looking for this morning. Because I want you to have a renewed faith this morning. That even though it may seem impossible. Going back to our verse. All things are possible with God. And if you'll just flip the switch of faith on. And turn off the doubt and unbelief. And do what Jesus did with the little big need, small provision, worked what he had in his hand, I'm telling you, God will do unbelievable miracles in your life. You will see the impossible starting to become very possible, and not only possible, but it'll become a reality in your life. So this morning, as we come to a close, I want to say it one more time. Start where you are. Say it. Start where I am. Use what I have. Do what I can, and God will do the rest. Put your hands together and give God the praise and the glory. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.